Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, party partners, welcome to our playground of positive power. It's Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, empowering women, family, and youth for increased literacy, improved positive media, and providing tools for living since 1999. Make a donation today at bethestarur.org. And this is from Mark Twain. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that, but the really great ones make you feel that you too can become great. And that's how we believe, right, Heather, here at Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Well, today's show is a very special treat because Heather and I are welcoming back to the airwaves the female powerhouse, Yasmin Shiraz, who is an author, a producer, and a director. And if you've been following Star Style, Be The Star You Are from our home at World Talk Radio in San Diego in the past years, you're going to remember Yasmin as our guest with her breakthrough young adult book, The Blueprint for my girls and since then she's won many awards for her book retaliation she's written directed the documentary she can be saved as well as wrote produced and direct the web series every corner and sources and she casts the yahoo reality show ultimate surprises in which our own heather Brittany was the surprise guest so the amazing yasmin is with us again today and she's going to be discussing her new book accused welcome home yasmin to star style be the star you are thank you it is so great to you know hear your all's voices out there you know it's really great to be here 
Well, we're excited to have you. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on all your accomplishments over the past few years. You are truly living the dream. And just for all you listeners, Yasmin will be with us for two full segments. So we are going to get a lot of discussion in today. But why don't we start it off while Heather is uh, with us here in talking about your producing, your directing, and your casting career. Because we saw each other last year when you were working on the L.A. Casting and producing for Yahoo. So, uh, Yasmin, why don't you tell us how you went from being an author to a film, TV producer, writer, director, and a documentarian? Well, you know, I'm a writer, and writers have to believe in creating opportunities for themselves. And so I went out to L.A. and said, hey, I want to do some Internet producing. I want to do some TV producing. And I literally, you know, started looking up different people who um, I might be able to help. And I just started pitching people. And I met the casting director at Yahoo. And literally six days after I got to L.A., and she said, hey, I think you can help us cast this show. And, uh, of course, in that process of, you know, just you have to sell yourself as a writer um, and a, a casting producer. And, you know, I have a long Rolodex. I don't forget anyone who I ever met. <laughs> met. And so That's I'm going through my things. And I'm like, I know someone in California. I wonder if they know someone who would want to be on this show, which, of course, I called you Cynthia. But, but it was really my Rolodex. And I just go out and I just believe in creating opportunities for myself. Oh, my God. Well, first, I want to say um, thank you so much for my amazing opportunity with you. Um, I know we've, we've talked about it so many times on the show about the fantastic ultimate surprises. Um, so thank you so much. That was uh, one of the highlights of, of my life. Um, and, you know, so uh, kind of just getting into things that uh, I know you have your, your new book just came out, and there's so many great books. When I was actually kind of finding out about things, it was, uh, you know, one kind of thing I want to talk about is you, you have so many things for empowering youth and especially for empowering women, I mean, starting with your, your first book, um, is there something particular that motivates you or how did you get in with youth empowerment or even just writing from the voice of a youth because that's how your books seem to be um, coming from your first and now your second one of a younger audience? Um, well, you know, I was writing in journals um, early on. So my mom, I used to, like, argue. I have a brother who's two years older than me. I used to argue with him all the time. And my mom gave me a journal and said, you know what, put all your complaints down in this journal. And she literally encouraged me to write down every feeling that I ever had in a, in a journal. And so when I got older and I wanted to, you know, do magazine writing and, and music writing and things like that, uh, young people would come up to me after I say I've um, spoken at a college, and they would ask me different questions about life, about their professors. And so I started going back to these old journals, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I went through. And so by writing in a journal at a young age, I've been, I've been able to sort of capture that voice. So when I continue to write books for young adults, it's almost like me just pulling back to that journal of some of those things that I've gone through. So, you know, I encourage so many people to write in a journal to capture their feelings. Put them there on the page so you're not walking around with them. You know, I totally agree with you, Yasmin. A big thing I... 
feel in um, today, you know, well, kind of the two things I want to ask you. With, in today's society, I feel, you know, there's so many, um, you know, people, I feel like people aren't, you know, reading as much anymore or writing. And I feel you've really sort of given this new empowerment of, one, of how amazing it is with writing, but as well as um, doing it via e-books of how people have that instant access and they can read things and, um, you know, so if they are going to be, you know, uh, plugged in, then they can be plugged in and reading great things. Um, and, you know, with your new book that just came out, I know it's slightly a segue from your um, the one prior to that, um, what kind of got you going with this? What was, you know, the motivation to continue the story? Um, well, you know what? I love my fans, and there are some relentless little folks. You hear me? I get 15-year-olds and 13-year-olds who are like, it's been a while. When are you going to write a book? And I'm like, listen, I'm out here in L.A. trying to produce a show. So I have, it's really so funny, you know, the young people write me, and they say that I motivate them and I encourage them, but I give them all the credit because they, like, shake their little fingers at me, like, you better get moving. And um, they wanted the story, the retaliation story, to continue and um, accuses, in fact, the second book in the retaliation series. So I really, you know, I get so much strength from the people that I work with. And, and people always go, oh, you know, thank you for your work. But I really thank them because I have found my way through giving back to young people and doing even the shows that I choose to sort of produce and work on. I get so much from the people that I end up working working with. And so young people, I have to say, they will harass me me via email and I take those words seriously and I go okay I'm not getting another one of those and so it really motivates me to write and people laugh at me but I'm so serious well I think that's a really positive that you've got all these young fans and don't you think Yasmin it keeps you young and it keeps you in touch with really what young people are thinking and what they need and I wanted just to comment on retaliation, and then we can we could maybe talk about the date rape a little bit that you're talking yeah. about in Accused, because in Retaliation, you have your female character who gets jumped and attacked by a group of, uh, of other girls, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy when you think, you think of being attacked by guys but not girls. And, you know, I, my, I just got goosebumps or my blood curdled when that happened because I actually had a similar kind of thing when I was a teenager. I Nothing really bad happened, but I'd gone to a concert at Winterland in San Francisco and was sitting in a park waiting for it to happen, and a group of girls came with broken glasses to, mm. uh, you know, to, like, attack me. And, you know, I had this long blonde hair, and they started calling me names and all this stuff. And I have mm. no idea why I was able to keep so calm, but mm. somehow I talked them out of hurting me. But I've never forgotten it. And I still, when I wow. read your words, I just, I started shaking because it like awoke that moment. So I was yeah. really happy you wrote about it because things like that happen. Well, I mean, things like that happen. And the insp- inspiration from retaliation was so interesting. You know, I go like be the star you are and, and I try to motivate and empower young people. So I often will go to like the Boys and Girls Club and I'll do a talk. And I was there talking about, like, my first book, The Blueprint for My Girls, and I was in a room of girls, and they were so angry, and they would not talk to me, and they would just look at me like, I don't even know why you're here. 
and they were rolling their eyes, and they had their arms folded in the whole nine. And so I said, well, listen, you know, if you don't talk to me, we can't, you know, you know, we can't move forward. And they're still just ice grilling me. So I said, well, what do you like? What do you love? What do you hate? And a young lady raised her hand and said, I hate the girls who jump me. And that was the icebreaker. From that point forward, every girl in the room then wanted to share with me a story of some violent act that had happened to them, whether they were on the bus, at the bus stop, in front of, you know, in front of the locker, at the gym. And that was the icebreaker. And I went home and, you know, I would go and I'd get on the treadmill or I'm doing my yoga or something, and all I would hear was, I hate the girls who jump me. And, I, you know, a day would pass, two days would pass, and I would hear, I hate the girls who jump me. And I said, okay, I'm either going to write a book about this or someone's going to commit me somewhere because this is all I'm hearing in my head. And I literally, without an outline, sat down and 28 28 days later had written the entire book, Retaliation, in the first draft. And it was because those girls spoke up about what was true to them. And they just inspired me and still inspire me to this day. That's an amazing story. And 28 days to knock out a full book. I mean, Mm -hmm. that really meant it was coming from your heart and they were really speaking to you. Whoa. Well, let's uh, just touch on date rape because the news is just filled with it. I was telling you off the air that there's an epidemic here uh, in California, too, and especially on college campuses. UC Berkeley has had an especially high number of date rapes using date rape drugs. Now, I know Mm -hmm. Heather knows a lot about the the medical stuff and and the the drug part um, and I just know like about the roofies but what are some of the what what are some of the things that we have to look out for what are some of the drugs how do they used etc. Well, you know, as I showed in, you know, accused, people are able to, you know, slip basically rohypnol into your drink. It's odorless, um, and, you know, within, you know, moments, literally, it's in your system, you're drowsy, you know, you're defenseless, you can't defend yourself. And so it's something that, and I know it sounds really extreme, but I am suggesting, like, hey, unless you bring your own drink and don't leave it, do not accept a drink from anyone because what is happening right now is the people that you don't expect, you know, you may have in your mind what you think a criminal looks like. That's not the person who put the date rape drug in your drink. It's the guy who you don't think looks like a criminal. And so that's the danger about what's going on right now with the date rape drug. You have people, anyone who has act, who's getting access to it very easily, and they're like, they're smiling at you. You know, might have been someone you saw in class, and they're marking young women for no reason at all but to take advantage of them. So it's a very scary thing that's going on right now. Heather, you work in uh, reproductive health care. Tell me, did you ever have incidences of girls or even guys coming in who perhaps didn't want to talk about it but might have been the uh, recipients of a date rape drug? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and just ugh, just even hearing just the talk about it, it just makes me feel just so sick to my stomach. It makes me think of that just like predator, prey, you know, how people just, uh, you know, ugh, ugh, just makes you feel so, but yes, working in women's health, we would have it. And, it, you know, the the hard thing, too, and something 
um, that's even more saddening is um, you know, a lot of times when we hear statistics about that, you know, they say of, of how, you know, of something I believe is you know, that um, like one in three or one in five women um, will have some form of sexual assault or, or rape. And it's one of those you look in a room and you think, oh, my goodness, this many people in this room have had something happen to them. Um, but that's really only the people who have come forward. There's a whole other, you know, there's, it's actually such a larger number because so many people have that fear of coming forward that, oddly enough, the victims most of the time feel the, the embarrassment of, oh, gosh, I don't, you know, I don't want people to judge mm-hmm. me or I, what would, you know, anything like that. And um, well, yeah, and that's we what Yasmin brought forth so in her women, book. Yeah, no, no. The, of course, the women that would have, you know, the courage. I have to say, we um, sadly, I know it, it does happen uh, to males. And I, I think that's a um, under, you know, a, a population that isn't talked about. Um, I think because oftentimes it's you know men that feel so masculine. So when things like this happen, mm-hmm. they don't come for it. But the win- the women that did come forward in my class, uh, it was always so heartbreaking to me that some were either aware of something or, you know, people would come in, it was maybe a few days later, um, and, you know, I had definitely, I had uh, some victims that said things, uh, you know, such as, uh, you know, I, I woke up, things felt, felt weird, or, you know, I didn't think I had um, had sex, but, you know, I feel like I had, just you know, things weren't right. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking to me that, you know, women have to live in that fear. And, and uh, But also I think so powerful that they did have the strength to come forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. In fact, you know, while I was doing the research for Accused, I actually came across, and my husband and I were celebrating our wedding anniversary, and I came across, while having breakfast, breakfast with him, a article where some, this guy was um, putting, you know, the date rape drug in drinks with men, and then they would wake up, the men would wake up in this guy's house and didn't even know how they got there. So men are also victims um, as well, you know, so Heather, thank you for bringing that up. Um, they're not, I don't think, coming forward, you know, as often, I think, as women, but it, people have got to be careful when it comes to going out in public and accepting a drink from anyone. That is the one way we can stop it. What broke my heart in doing the research and writing the book is that it's a drug that empties your system so quickly that by the time you realize something happened to you, you're passed out, and by the time you wake up, it's gone. So, you know, law enforcement being able to catch people is, you know, it's really, really hard. So we have to do more as a society to be more careful to start with. Well, and we're going to talk about that more, Yasmin, in segment two uh, when we talk, go in depth about your book, Accused, because you really bring up that topic of how the perpetrator really threatened the, the women that he raped, and so they did not want to come forward. They did not report it, and that seems to be more the norm of not reporting it, whether you're a guy or a girl. So mm-hmm. we're going to get back into that. But very quickly before we go to break, just give us a hint of you're going to be coming back to L.A., and oh. what do you have in store? Do you have some programs that you're going to be writing, producing, casting um, already lined up, or are you you starting from scratch again and going to be knocking on doors? Well, you know, 
with my reputation, I will be uh, starting from scratch. But, um, you know, I just wrapped a nine-month, um, you know, I did three seasons on the I Want That show. And you guys probably, it, it, shoot, it shot actually in D.C., but it was a show where we went to homeowners and gave them all of these fabulous, like, electronics and all this stuff, and they had to try them out on the air. It was so much fun. Oh, that and sounds so, really fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I come out to L.A., I want to do a little bit more narrative, you know, more TV shows. I love stuff like The Good Wife. Um, and so I'm looking to do a little bit more of my narrative stuff that's similar to my writing um, and not as much reality because I, I love it. But, man, I tell you, reality will drive you crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know why? I think, too, because you're dealing I mean, as hard as it probably is to deal with actors, it's probably harder to deal with people who are non-actors because nobody knows what to do. So yeah, you know, yeah, uh, and the there's a lot of think they're actors. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of juggling. Well, I want to give out your website. It is yasminshiraz.net, and that's spelled Yasmin with a Y. Y A S M I N. S-H-I-R-A-Z dot net. And, of course, she will be back with us in the next segment, and we will go in depth on her newest book, Accused. Heather, is there something, a last thing you want to say to wrap up the segment to to Yasmin? Um, Well, I just, again, I just want to thank you, one, for your involvement with the Ultimate Surprises, but two, but for writing for such wonderful, powerful um, books that I think have such um, women protagonists and such empowerment um, for women, which I think is something our society needs more of. So I just want to say thank you for not only being an awesome writer, um, but being a writer for for everyone, but especially for women. I feel a great empowerment and as well as for youth empowerment. Well, thank you, Heather. I appreciate that. And I agree. I think you're a role model, Yasmin, and this is why, you know, when you actually called me about the TV show, uh, about the Yahoo show uh, last year, I, I don't, I'm not a big reality TV fan because I find most of them are negative, but knowing mm-hmm. you the way I know you, I knew that you would not be involved in anything negative, so I completely trusted you. And that's, oh, yeah. that's what I love about you is you walk your talk. You have such integrity, and everything you do, everything you write is about encouragement and empowering and positive. So there's not many people like you. So hooray, hallelujah for Yasmin. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be, she'll be with us as soon as we come back from a short break. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And our guest is Yasmin Shiraz, and we'll be right back. For more information, you can visit StarStyleRadio.com. Stay with us. Lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be- 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, we know you have a plan for your life. You set goals. You know where you want to go. And there's always detours on this road called life. But that's where we come in right here every week, bringing you the authors, the experts, and the books that inspire, entertain, and motivate. We will help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where my goal is always to inspire and empower. Well, with us, again, is acclaimed author, producer, writer, director, Yasmin Shiraz. She is gracing us with her presence. And in this segment, we want to discuss her latest book, Accused, in more detail. Now, Accused is the sequel to her award-winning book, Retaliation, where in that book, a young teen named Tashira was brutally attacked by other girls. And in Accused, it's amazing because she returns as a protagonist, yet she's stronger and as ever, as she's a warrior, and she fights to exonerate her innocent boyfriend from charges of date rape. Welcome back to Star Style, Yasmin. I'm so glad you could stay with us for another segment. Well, you say that uh, Accused is a work of fiction, yet it is based, you know, on your research and factual events. So tell us a little bit how this percolated, because I know that you had indicated when you wrote Retaliation in those 28 days, you didn't see it as becoming a series. But now you realize with Accused, and I'm sure that it was all those young people that were emailing you and saying, where are you, Yasmin? We want more of your books. <laughs> but um, now I think you can see that what you're writing about, how it could just continue. And you can just, you can continue this series in many different ways. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the blessing in, you know, the fans and in young people who believe in you. And as I've said so many times, you know, they thank me, but I thank them as well because I see this series. And if it weren't for the fans, I don't think I would have sat down. I don't even think I would have considered the possibility because I tell you the first three or four emails that said, well, where's the next part of retaliation? I sort of was like, huh? 
So <laughs> it took me right. A while. I understand that because you figured you were finished. You know, I it was a I full. Was it was a fully developed story that you know ha- had an ending. But the reality is, is the ending is always the beginning. Well, you know, it, but it took me a little while to uh, realize that. And, you know, I, I didn't mean to be slow. I was just late to the party, if you will. But when I finished um, Accused and I was, uh, I allowed Tashira to become this stronger person who went to help other women who were being hurt, you know, that's the message that I want to share with other victims, that you don't take what has happened you and let it destroy your life. Let allow your pain to become your power. And so that is my, you know, crowning achievement I think for accused that, you know, her story didn't end as this bitter victim, you know, from retaliation. She realized that she had some that she had some challenges and in accused she tried to help other people. And if I may share this short story with you, while I was sending this book out to get reviews, I had so many book reviewers tell me that because they had been victims of rape, that they could not um, review and would not review accused because it stirred just so many bad memories for them. And my heart had broke every time I heard it because I didn't know what to say. It's like, you know, I was a victim of rape when I was 14, and it's not the reason that I wrote accused, but it is the reason why someone has to speak up for a victim. Right. And I was, you know, I met, and I mean, Cynthia, in terms of, I sent this book out to so many people, and I'm saying I got a lot of women who said, I was a victim, and I can't read this book. And it hurt me, and it made me realize I have to speak up for them because they won't speak up for themselves. Well, you know, as Heather was saying in the uh, last segment of the percentage of people that are going to be raped, you know, that are going to have some kind of sexual assault in their lifetime. So when you enter a room, there are, you know, out of five people, there's going to be two people that at some point are going to have that. But you said something really powerful, which was the pain to power, because I think a, a paradigm of life is the fact that when we help others, we help ourselves. And so this is what I saw with Tashira in your book, Accused, is that she was able to take her pain and to uh, bridle it in a way that she knew that she had to she had to be there for these other girls and help them speak out. And so I, I thought what was interesting, and it's it's obviously what happens, is that these uh, the girls in your story of accused when they were raped, and it was through the date rape drug because of the brutality of the way it was done and the pictures that were taken and then the texts that were sent to them saying, if you tell anybody, you know, I'm going to put pictures all over the Internet, they were threatened so that they would not go forward. And to me, the message was is that no matter what happens to you, there is no embarrassment. You are not the one that was was in the wrong. We have to find these perpetrators and we have to stop them well i mean absolutely and and um i've been for the women who weren't able to read the book um what i did with them is i wrote articles and guest you know blog posts and so th- so forth 
you know, to talk about, okay, what do you do in the event of date rape? How can you get help if you feel someone has been a victim of rape and so forth? So we have to help the way that we can, but we have to find a way to take away the shame and guilt that people feel. And, you know, that's why, you know, this book is so close to me because, you know, you have to get past that shame and guilt and burdens that people try to place on you so that we can save other people and that we can help other people. We are talking to author Yasmin Shiraz, who is also a writer, director, producer of television and internet shows as well as documentaries. But the book we're speaking about now is Accused, and it is dealing with date rape. Now, the character of Brandon, he was so such an evil guy. I mean, because very attractive, basketball player, um, obviously very jealous of Ahmed, you know, who was the star. But if, to look at him, no one would really ever assume that he was a bad guy, except for that, the evil eye, I guess, that he mm-hmm. had. And as you said earlier, this is why we have to be so cautious, is that these guys, or whoever it is that's doing it, I don't want to only say men, but pretty much it is men that does the, do these things, is they come in all different packages. So it's not like they look like they are a criminal. They can be the basketball star, the football star, the best student. And it's just a matter of being cautious. Now, I, I wanted to ask you something because you had the case uh, Zia who gets a date raped and she thinks that she's going out with Ahmed. Uh, is it Ahmed or Ahmed? Ahmed. 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 She thinks she's going out with Ahmed uh, when, in fact, it was Brandon who was emailing her and who ends up raping her. I found it fascinating that the father immediately wanted to use her pain, her use this horrible event to get a booking for a reality show and a book deal. And I thought, did that come from from experience of working with some people on reality <laughs> of how they act? I just thought that was very fascinating because it is it does seem like that's the way our world works now and and I found it to be sad to think that a father would instead of really wanting to comfort his daughter would think about the financial rewards that could be gained from her experience. Tell us well, about that. you know, I, I, you know, you know that I worked and produced reality uh, shows right. and so forth, and that was very real um, because when you look at, you know, you have shows, and I don't want to slam the franchises, but you have like a real housewife show featuring women who've never been married. You have wives shows with people who've never been married. So again, you have people. So why are they on the show? They're on the show to get paid. They're on the show to become famous. So people are taking, oh, well, I slept with this guy one time. Let me see if I can get a show. And so we have, you know, reality TV has given us a medium where the least talented um, of people in many respects can get on TV, get paid, and all of a sudden they're in our living room, you know, every day. And Uh, so I wanted to write, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, Yasmin, I guess that's why I'm just, reality TV, for the most part, is so disgusting to me, <laughs> because, I, and I, I don't care about the, about uh, these franchises, you look at the, the Jersey Shore and all these, I mean, who are these people? And they they just seem to be scumbags, but yet now they are famous for being famous, they're famous 
for being nothing. They're famous for doing terrible things and speaking in horrible ways and, and being disrespectful and being slutty, whether they're boys or girls. I, I just think reality TV, those kinds of shows have done us a disservice. Well, I mean, I think they, I think they have, but for my, for the backdrop of accused, they oh, helped perfect. me to sort of create, <laughs> you know, you have some very opportunistic people out there and, um, it's very interesting. Uh, and I was able to sort of pull that in because a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, they'll email me on Twitter and say, oh, I'm the son of so-and-so. Can you help me get a show? People will email me, and they're related, you know, three or four generations away or what have you. And we're in a society where people are looking at these shows and saying, that person's not that smart, why not me? That person's not that talented, why not me? And this is why I felt the father was portrayed, that I wanted to portray him in that way. Well, I loved it that you did it. I thought it was I thought it was a stroke of genius because you really brought that whole the reality um, happenstance to the forefront here because that's what we've been de- that's what we're dealing with. And it, I I know just for me being an acting coach, I'm asked all the time from people how can they get on a show, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think you want to get on a show. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's not really the way to do it. I mean, if you can find a good one, you know, like Ultimate Surprises, that was great. Yeah, if you can find a good one, but, you know, really, you want to be on one of these housewife shows? Really? You know, I don't think so. Anyway, let's get back to Accused. One thing that I thought was uh, really wonderful was how Tashira never, ever gave up on her belief that Ahmed was innocent. And even though they were supposedly broken up and Brandon had done everything to uh, make him look bad, and in the state of Georgia, he could have faced the death penalty mm-hmm. for this rape. Mm-hmm. And, and his, the university had turned their back on him. That, to me, showed so much character. And how can, how can we inspire other people to not give up on the good people and not go with the flow because that was a message I thought that when we always have to believe in our gut and these days so many people, they just go with the popular uh, thought, you know, what is the popular way and they get swayed by it. What do you say to your girls, you know, and when you go out and talk about uh, that kind of integrity? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, always sharing with people, um, to trust their gut. And what I liked about, you know, Tashira is that if you, if, if for the fans who had read Retaliation, that they saw her grow into a more confident person. And I just, you know, believe so often that if you go out and you help someone else, there's going to be a blessing somewhere in there. And part of that blessing is always going to be more confident more trust in yourself. And so when she was able to stick out her neck and help someone else, it only gave her strength and only gave her power. And so that's what I say a lot of times to uh, the young girls out there. Trust your gut. Be comfortable with what you believe. Don't be swayed. Don't follow someone else. Trust who you are. And then, you know, I mentor young women uh, throughout the country, and they – 
continue to empower and allow me to continue to trust my gut. You have to believe to trust your gut, and that's something you have to just drill and say until people really believe it. And we also have to know that everybody has down days, and there are going to be those days when you don't feel that you have the power or that you're doing, you know, that you're doing as much as you could do, and just know you'll get over that. But when we go with our gut, I I think that we are... It's almost always right. Now, at the back of your book, and I should say, when we're talking about accused, you can get downloads, you can buy it in an ebook form, and the printed version has now just been released, so you can buy the printed book as well. But you very helpfully gave some um, ideas of if you feel that you might have been drugged or you might have been the victim of a date rape, what you should do. So why don't we talk about how we can help ourselves, or what's the first thing to do if you think that something has happened to you? Well, you know, the first thing, if you have a phone, which most people do, you can call 911. Um, But you can also, if you have a friend with you, go to the medical, um, you know, go to a doctor, go to the hospital immediately. The danger and the trick with, you know, the date rape drug is that it leaves your system so quickly. And, you know, so if you don't go as fast as you can, the, the, there will not be a trace left in your system. So the first thing, if you're feeling woozy, dizzy, um, difficulty speaking, standing up, and you have a friend there, hey, some, someone drugged me, take me to the doctor, take me to the hospital, call 911 immediately. And then, you know, young women, we often carry a shame with us when something has happened to us. And we'll go, we want to go wash off, take a shower, take a bath, douche, all these other things. No, go to the hospital immediately because there may be some evidence on your body. They are not there to judge you. The doctors are there to help you. When the police come, they are there to collect evidence to help you. There is no shame. If you're the victim, you did not do this to yourself. So the one thing that we have to remind people, go to the doctor so that you can help get the perpetrator. Don't wash away the evidence. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel guilty. You did nothing wrong. Exactly. And, you know, uh, ask for some counseling uh, immediately, too. I mean, talk to somebody. And then I just want to reiterate, too, about what you were saying about uh, the drinks, because just do not uh, take a glass from anybody. Don't drink from somebody else's glass. Watch where the drinks are being poured. Carry it yourself. Don't set it down and go dancing and then come back because it really is prevalent today and it's a it's a very scary thing and you know if you really want to be in control you'd have to be cautious at all times and so i really appreciate that you've written this uh, wonderful book a very it's it's a very it's an entertaining fast read i read it in one sitting just i couldn't <laughs> put it down no it's a page turner your characters are very well developed they're so real i felt like i really knew them, you know, and I was just rooting for Amin and Tashira the whole time, and I was so angry with Zia the way she was lying, or I should say she just never said. She just mm-hmm. would never stuck up for what was the right thing. So Yeah, but, but often, though, can't you see when parents are going one way and the, and the, and the child feel disempowered, they don't stand up for themselves. Right. So and that that's, was very real. And that's what I wanted to say is, 
that is the reality of today is that the minute that your parents start saying to you, you know, this is what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. It's so, it's so frightening for you that you just have to go along with it. So pick up a copy of Accused. You will really get a lot out of it. Plus, it's an empowering book to tell you how to protect yourself. And, and it'll just help you be a stronger person and individual. So, Yasmin, thank you so much for being on the show. Let's give out your website again. It's Yasmin Shiraz, and it's Y-A-S-M-I-N-S-H-I-R-A-Z dot net dot net. And you've got a great website, by the way. You have a lot of information on there. Well, thank you. I try to um, write, you know, healthy living, entrepreneurship, empowerment tips. I like to share my life intimately. Like I'm not just writing this book, these books, but I'm making, you know, empowered decisions. And I believe that if I can make an empowered decision, I can share it and encourage someone else to be empowered as well. Well, I am so excited you're coming back to California because I have a really good inkling we'll be working together again soon, and that'll be really fun. Oh, yeah. You know we have fun. <laughs> we do have fun. Well, we, we have the same viewpoints on life, and, you know, we want to make a difference, and that is, I think it's really critical. So the more that you can uh, collaborate on sending out positive, powerful, empowering messages we can change the world. So thank you for writing Retaliation. Thank you for writing Accused. And, of course, we loved Blueprint for my girls. So good luck with all that you're doing and your wonderful family. The best to you and happy travels. And be in touch as soon as you get here. Okay. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Yasmin. Yasmin Shiraz. Dot net. Pick up a copy of her book. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We won't doubt the drought as we'll stroll through the garden from some, some zero-scaping ideas as soon as we come back. Stay with me. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Network. Change your world change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you want to encourage creativity and abstain from micromanaging, make sure that your team understands your expectations, intentions, and consequences. Explain what it means to you to have a successful project completion and make sure your team is on the same page as you. Provide the training and share the skills needed. Don't be concerned with how the job is completed, but that it is completed on time within budget and is useful. Allow mistakes and errors. It's how people learn. Ask for feedback and then let them know that you're available when they need you. Then just step away and let the job get done. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profit. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information or to book a coaching session, call 925 925- 377 star or visit star-style.com This business of show business is calling out to me 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, thanks for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal empowerment coach, Rumi said, somewhere between right and wrong, there is a garden, and I will meet you there. Do you know what xeriscaping is? Although some people have nicknamed the system xeroscaping, nothing could be further from the truth. Xeriscaping is a beneficial way to conserve water while maintaining a beautiful garden. And here in California, at least this year, and also in uh, New Mexico and Arizona, we are in a drought. So gardens may contain cacti and succulents, but many other drought-tolerant specimens are also included. So plants with similar water requirements are grouped together and then the use of the plot is considered. So there's areas for relaxing and eating and playing and sitting and privacy are all part of the plan. Trees and shrubs are positioned to provide heating and cooling while curved wide swaths are encouraged for easier water efficiency. The resulting benefit of xeriscaping is a low maintenance garden that is drought resistant water conserving and a habitat for wildlife so you could uh, reduce your water usage by as much as 50 to 75 percent by doing xeriscaping so i have a few more steps in drought gardening series that i have been talking about on the radio and in my columns here's the next thing you have to learn to plant wisely maintenance not growth are the goals of gardeners during a drought If you must plant, you have to decide on drought-tolerant plants instead of thirsty ones. In general, plants that can survive the dry times have leaves that are thick, they're small, they're glossy, they're fuzzy, or they're a silver gray. You want to be aware of exposure. You don't want to mix flower beds with plants that have different needs. Hot and dry areas with south or west exposures are going to require more water, while east and north-facing gardens will retain their moisture longer. Now, desert plants and all natives will drink less. So if you plant now while the weather is cooler and you refrain from planting during the warmer months, you are going to be in better shape. So consider vegetables that will give you the biggest bang for your water buck, such as tomatoes, beans, artichokes, eggplant, peppers, squash, Swiss chard, lettuce, cucumbers, and eliminate choices that produce just one crop, like cauliflower. 
The next thing is you want to plant your things close together. And you can learn a lot from the Native Americans who planted something called the Three Sisters, which were corn, beans, and squash. And according to the Iroquois legend, corn, beans, and squash are three inseparable sisters who grow and thrive together. Now, the beans provide the nitrogen. The corn is a trellis where beans can grow. And then the prickly foliage on the squash keep the cornworms away in a sustainable system. And this has been used throughout history. So instead of organizing your garden in rows, plant in close-knit squares to pack the punch in small places. And then use tall plants as canopies for shade. And perhaps in the fall, you might add cover crops mixed to protect and fertilize the garden's beds after harvest. And like fava beans or alfalfa um, is, are good, good thoughts there. Now, deadhead regularly. Don't allow your seeds or your pods to form because they zap energy. And when they zap energy, they use more water to form the seeds. So by deadheading, you're going to keep the juices flowing. Now, you don't want to prune heavily as water-deprived plants are stressed. And they may not have the capacity to heal any pruned branches. And that could result in death. Pruning encourages side shoots and stimulates growth, which is not what you're seeking in a drought. Deadheading, just the spent flowers, is the key to keeping your plants alive. And then the lawns. I call them the turf wars. You know, lawns are warriors, and they can absorb a mountain of abuse. I love lawns for the visual appeal and the functionality of the recreational activities. And I think that it gives your eye a resting place because green is a very restful color. And so when you have this expanse of green, it just, it just breaks up. Um, and relaxes your day a bit more. Now, lawns may not be as green as the Emerald Isle with minimal irrigation, but they will survive if you do these three things. Allow grass clippings to remain on the grass because it recycles the nutrients and the moisture. Reseed or repair lawns with drought-resistant fine fescues. And set your mower height to three inches to encourage deeper roots. And you can allow your grass to go dormant when water is not available. And unless the conditions are really, really extreme, the lawns will return when the season grows cooler. Now, and then when you water, water infrequently, but water deeply. Now, gray water is good for your garden. Keep a bucket in your shower and near your bath. Rinse and you wash your dishes in a container to recycle the soapy suds. And by the way, it is said that using a dishwasher is uh, the best way to save water because it, it gets the water hotter, it uses less water, and it cleans better. So if you have a dishwasher, fill it to the brim and then use it. If possible, reroute your washing machine hose to water your landscape and you can use wine barrels to catch the rainwater, and you can divert downspouts to your flower beds. You don't want to use runoff from the roof on your edibles, though. Create some shade. You can use market umbrellas, canvas tarps, or canopies to create false shade, and then you can move your containers to covered patios or overhangs to reduce the direct sunlight from already stressed plants. You can build windbreaks because wind dries out the soil. So natural windbreaks would be trees and shrubs and grasses and hedges. But you can also use decorative screens, art, furniture as man-made wind barriers. Raised beds. Now, I think that's a magnificent solution to so many garden challenges uh, is to buy or to build raised beds. You can do self-contained cow troughs 
which are these metal troughs, and no critters can get in, and then they retain water. Uh, you can fill them with good soil, compost, mulch, and then crowd your plantings together, and they're going to save your backs and your knees as well. Now, I grew up on a farm, and we did what was called dry farming, and that means you build your soil first with extra amounts of compost, and you use cover crops such as alfalfa or vetch, and when you plant your vegetables and fruit, you teach them to survive without water by giving them only a few drops to keep them alive. So those are just a few tips, and if you want more, you can email me, Cynthia at star-style.com star-style.com and you come and uh, visit me this week at Earth Day the wildlife festival that is happening at Wagner Ranch in Arinda visit starstyleradio.com under events to see where I'll be I'll be doing all kinds of gardening tips so thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week make sure you're tuned to star style be the star you are so that we can be your personal growth success coaches and you can get the exhibited advice from our renowned authors around the globe we believe you can change your life and make your dreams come true to make a donation to be the star you are visit be the star you are.org or go to btsya.org also, tune in to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio on the Voice America Kids Network, Tuesday at noon. Our aim is also to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And read a book this week and make it accused by Yasmin Shiraz. You will be empowered. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember, love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I encourage you to be the star you are. Have a great week. Shoot for the stars, and have the best year ever. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.